Before we get into today's game scoop, let's take a moment for a shout out to our sponsor, Squarespace. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create an awesome website, connect with your audience, and sell anything all in one place, all on your terms. With Squarespace, you can easily sell custom merch and create a passive income stream. You design your products, and production, inventory, and shipping are all handled for you, saving you time and money. You can sell your products in an online store. Whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. Use insights to grow your business, learn where your site visits and sales are coming from, and analyze which channels are most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on top keywords or most popular products. Ready to get started? Head over to squarespace.com gamescoop for a free trial. And when it's showtime, use our special promo code gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. This episode of GameScoop is brought to you by GameFi. Hi, welcome to IGM GameScoop. I'm your guest host, Jared Petty, joined by Justin Scoop, Sam Claiborne. Hey, everybody. I'm back. And Casey DeFritis. Woo! want to remind you that you can catch GameScoop every Friday at 3 p.m. on IGN.com and then on Saturday at 3 p.m. on YouTube. That's Friday, 3 p.m. on IGN.com, Saturday, 3 p.m. on YouTube. Damon is out. No one knows where he is. That's I know not, where he is. Gone yeah. forever. We, we know where uh, he is. He's just on vacation in Japan. I was just on vacation as well. Justin was on vacation for a little bit. Yeah. I'm going back that, on vacation. No conspiracies here. That cover story is much less good than the <laughs> hey, one I, I came hey, up with there. Hey, All, right. All right. Yeah. So, Casey, have you been on vacation? Um, you went on a three-day weekend. Yeah, I did. I did go on a three-day weekend this weekend. Ooh, rat. Went up to Arnold, California. It's very smoky, but all I did was stay inside of a cabin and play D&D all weekend, so mm. it was fine. That's a good life. <laughs> My second favorite place in California named after a person. Yeah, what's the first? Davis. There we go. <laughs> you were smoked why. in, they call that. Yes. So with Damon <laughs> gone, I'm guest hosting today. I'm wearing my most Damon-friendly shirt. I, I let my hair grow out so <laughs> yeah. that I could look a little more like Damon. Yeah. I've been working on that. Today, that. we're going to be talking about our JRPGs, experiencing a renaissance, the best dragons in video games, the Switch lineup, the ultimate video game trilogy, top video game weapons, and of course, video game 20 questions. But first... You can write into IGN GameScoop, just like Scott did on Facebook. You're starting with a question? I am. You maniac. I know. Does Scott what say where he's done? from? Scott did not say where he's from. Or, okay. No. The internet. He's Scott from the internet. Okay. Scott Coppinger. Mm-hmm. Right. When he asked on Facebook, 
Should the Game of the Year award be evolving with the current state of games? For example, should games that may have come out last year but are exponentially exploding this year be able to be counted in the Game of the Year debate, a.k.a. Fortnite? Should games in first access be included in the Game of the Year debate, like PUBG last year? Or should Game of the Year debate remain only around games that came out in the year of the reward, award? Man, brief, brief digression. Did you see that the Oscar, the Oscars Academy Awards yeah. announced today most popular movie? Well, yeah, a popular Best movie. Best popular category. movie? Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah. yeah. But then which, they're like... Which I presume means Marvel movies. Yeah. <laughs> I, I immediately started thinking about Thor Ragnarok. I was yeah. like, so that, that one. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, do you like it? Do you like I it? would take popular game as as a, as a uh, category. Yeah. I used to advocate when I worked here that we should have a catch-all at the end for that one game that didn't fit in any of the other categories, but was like the, like the, like the best the of the just rest. because award. Yeah, <laughs> effectively. Yeah, actually, yeah. you talked you 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 killed that idea. Did I talk you out of it? No, you just said no. We're not doing that, Jared. So, oh, Justin, you've run these before, and you added a mm-hmm. best uh, updated game, right? One yeah, game. I mean, running Game of the Year awards is impossible, and no one has ever successfully done it. Um, no, <laughs> it's just getting – it is – I mean, you know, Scott's right. It's getting harder and harder over time. Um, so to kind of go point by point, like do you make a special consideration for games that launched one year but then kind of exploded the following year? In my opinion, no, because they're not a popularity contest, and it's irrelevant how many millions of people are playing Fortnite when it comes to Game of the Year. What's relevant is how good is the game, mm-hmm. and that uh, is the same as it was last year as it was this year. What's more relevant is uh, how much has the game changed or evolved to become better over time, and that's where it becomes a little bit thornier issue worthy of a little bit more editorial rigor, I think. So refresh my memory. Did we put PUBG in the running last year no one knows okay <laughs> it wasn't in the run- running for game of the year it, but it was in the running for best xbox one game okay yeah so did because, it ever come it was out new for xbox one but was it still in early access like beta at that point yeah i don't know no last on year? xbox one i don't know what that whether to call that or an early access beta but i believe that was a launch day so i okay. rule i mean separate from that's early a good ac- point i forgot about the early access from day. separate from you know early access or pre-release or some of that you know sort of thing um our policy at ign and not that you know we're infallible or it's not subject to change but the way that we think about it currently is a game is only eligible for uh you know our major awards in the calendar year that it came out with the exception of our platform awards, if a game is ported to a platform you know, in a subsequent year, then it's eligible again just for that platform award. Mm-hmm. So the example was uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider um, hit most platforms one year but then hit Xbox the following year. Mm-hmm. So that following year, the only award it was eligible for was the Xbox award. So what do you think about something like Fortnite Battle Royale, uh, yeah, the most popular game in the world right now? Game of the year. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know that is the biggest topic this year for mm-hmm. sure. And, and who knows if it's the best game this year. Yeah. But it's interesting because like the best game, even though that came out before and it's really popular right now, there are other games that are really popular right now like Candy Crush and stuff yeah. like that. But it came out before. So it's like you have to limit it somewhere. Game of the mm-hmm. year is not like time person of the year where it's just like mm-hmm. the most influential or most important mm-hmm. game of the year. Like yeah. it is intended to be like the, the sort of missing word from there is best game of the mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. for sure. Okay, so do yeah. you? Uh, what about you, Casey? Where are no, you I, I completely agree. Like, I wouldn't put Fortnite in the running for Game of the Year this year because it came out last year, mm-hmm. and it was still doing the same things that it's doing now. Last year, like mm-hmm. at the end, I started playing around like November of last year. Mm-hmm. So I don't mm-hmm. think it should be up in the running just because it got more popular. Okay, yeah, because best still the game same of the year game. is still 
Super Metroid for Justin, <laughs> or Super Mario Brothers three for me, or Twilight Princess for you. Uh, I mean, we do love Twilight Princess. Well, and then we run into issues. It's like you set these rules, and then there's a million and one edge cases in games that break those rules. Mm-hmm. Like what I just sketched out, which is pretty clear and makes sense. Like, oh, R- Rise of the Tomb Raider is eligible on the Xbox the year it came out on the Xbox. It's like, well, what about games getting ported to the Switch? What about Mario mm-hmm. Kart? Like, is that eligible for a Switch game of the year? Or not like what? It, or what if it's an even older game? You know what? Like the year that super metroid hits a new platform isn't it just automatically that platform's game of the year that year and then at some point you know you make a cutoff of like no 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 that rule is not designed for like retro ports you know being brought over but you know contemporary games that just happen to slip into another calendar year on some platforms what about games like final fantasy 14 where the game fundamentally changed it became a completely different video game with the same name i think if it warrants a brand new review then it we should possibly consider it to be a game of the year because that was huge. They completely shut down Final Fantasy XIV mm-hmm. and then rebuilt it from the ground up to come up with A Realm Reborn. And they do that with games sometimes. And I think that would warrant it to be in a game of the year discussion if it had to get a new review and the review was drastically different from the original. We've done uh, – oh, gosh. I don't remember the name of the award offhand. But we have an award for the best living game or best game as a service. And, and it's you know meant to be – it's a little bit of a catch-all but like uh, – Best popular game. <laughs> but, so we do you know best expansion. And yeah. so that allows us to you – know, if Destiny 2 Forsaken or a new MMO, you know, Final Fantasy expansion turns out to be good. Hopefully they can get some recognition through that award. And then we also have sort of a living gamer games, a service award that tries to give an accolade or reward the developers that have done a really good job sort of supporting a legacy game. But, um, our awards, if I'm being frank, are probably not all the way there yet and are probably not like a really accurate, you know, wonderful reflection of the way that video games are played and consumed in 2018. Then very quickly, what would you change? I don't know. The most important thing is that we respect our planet's revolution around our star okay, <laughs> and, you know, and make sure we, we account for the best games that came out while the earth traveled yeah. around that, that star. was that was going to be my point where i like i said kind of flippantly i don't know how i would change them but like you're starting from like as sam just said you're starting from like a little bit of a flawed premise to begin with of just like the calendar year is arbitrary what do right? you have against druids <laughs> Dude, okay. I like Moonkin form druids. What about the the Gregorian calendar? Yeah, uh, you know the Copernicus, all that stuff. Galileo went to jail for this stuff. Yeah, that's it's we got to respect. I it. respect it, and uh, you know, you, you could say that's why we do things every once in a while, like best games of a generation. Yeah, I do also. And that's think, just a different way to say yeah. compare them all. I do think we do need an actual cutoff date because, for example, like Xenoblade Chronicles wasn't mm-hmm. it part of our game of the year discussion last year because it came out too late in the year. I don't think that's quite true. I think we had a few people that were playing it and they were supposed yeah. to like report back. Like, is this game good enough to yeah. be yeah, we in the hunt always for those? To be yeah. So we've done that a couple different ways in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have had a cutoff. Like the awards are not actually, you know, January 1 to January to December 31. It was like mm-hmm. December 15 or whatever. Or we've done it the other way where if a game came out really late – um, you know, we're not super precious about our awards and we've added things like we added yeah, what like Star Wars. We added Force Awakens. Yeah. Okay. Like, and so like we limit ourselves to 10 nominees with the asterisk of, hey, look, again, we're not that precious about it. We'll add an 11th game if, you know, a really, really late in the year game mm-hmm. or something, you know. Warns. So you got that Barry Bonds asterisk there. 
mm-hmm. on the end. Wow. Yep. Moving yeah. ahead here to number two. John Kay. Also don't know where he's from. We don't know where anyone's from today. Well, he invented Ren Stimpy. Yeah. And, uh, he lives in New York City. Oh, well, let's maybe not this John Kay. Yeah, I was okay. going to say. I think that's a very different John Kay. Yeah. And they may, this John Kay may not want to be associated. That's true. Uh, John Kay writes in on Twitter. Longtime listener. First time writer. How did you get these questions? Uh, Damon said, just reach out on the Facebook group and Twitter. Oh. So that's what I did. We have a Facebook group. <laughs> yeah, we do. Okay. Indeed. As a matter of fact, I, I don't think hey, can any you invite us? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, we have a Facebook group. I'm not trying to be mean. I don't think I was aware. I literally reached Facebook out to the Facebook group knowing you guys wouldn't be on there to get this week's 20 I have questions. nothing against it. Yeah. I like the NVC Facebook group. I know you yeah. like Facebook. I'm not trying to be like you hate Facebook groups. I just figured you weren't on there. Jared, I've been out of town. It's true. You have been out of town. On vacation. Yeah. Just like Damon, no one knows. Longtime listener, first time writer. I've long liked Game Scoop and would like to know how they felt about the. I, I, I assume he means you guys. How they felt about the rest of the year's lineup for Switch? Mm-hmm. Many feel it was lackluster. I was wondering what the Omega Cops thought about all of this. Now, before we go into this, I've made a list of some of the major releases coming out, or or to me, interesting releases headed out before the end of the year on Switch. Mm-hmm. Minute, which I really liked, Okami HD, Mini Metro, Cosmic Star Heroine, Castle Storm, Little Dragons, The Blob 2, or Little Dragons Cafe, The Blob 2, Monster Hunter, Gen Ultimate, The World Ends With You, Starlink, Dark Souls Remastered, FIFA 19, Mega Man 11, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, Smash Brothers, Killer Queen Black, Mark of the Ninja Remastered, Super Meat Boy Forever, No More Heroes, Travis Strikes Again, and Kentucky Route Zero, which comes to 2021 games, plus all the stuff we get every week in mm-hmm. the Nindy store that I didn't bother to note there. That averages out to, with 20 weeks left in the year, about a game a week, plus some of the Nindy stuff. Well, yeah, but... But some of these most are, those are But most of those are really old. Exactly. Like Mark of the Ninja is a really, really dope game, but it's not really fair to be like, oh, you're getting one great game a week. It's like that's like a five year old game that has already hit most platforms. That a lot of people already played. Aha. Expound. I just did. That was it. <laughs> that was my entire I mean, point. I don't <laughs> I personally don't really need a new game to play yeah. a week. Like a lot of these games will have dozens or like so many hours. Like Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, you could easily put five hundred hours into that game before beating it. That's a port, right? Um, no, that's well for America. This is the first time we're getting this okay. game. It's an expansion of Monster Hunter Generations, which came out for the 3DS in 2016, mm-hmm. and this is that game plus 14 new monsters and a new difficulty mode with new, totally new um, Stuff. sets of armor and like just well, the a core lot game more things. Came out. Yeah, it so, is. It is like if if World World was kind of a hey, let's make this friendly for Americans. This one is in terms of content a much deeper game actually than yeah. World. It but, has so. It has three times as many monsters as Monster Hunter World and probably five times as many missions. How many monsters <laughs> does Minute have? Uh, Minute has it has little crab monsters. <laughs> it has a few other men. Uh, Minute, I was Minute's also say, this fall, in terms of first-party Nintendo games, is just not good for me. Oh, Mario Party. Yeah, I, I'm really interested <laughs> in Mario Party. But oh. for you, it's probably really good because Smash and Pokemon mm-hmm. are things you're greatly interested in. Yeah. So like, your excitement for fall must be a lot higher than... Yeah, mine. I, I've been fine with the Switch um, launch. Like Octopath Traveler, I love. I love The World Ends With You, and I know that's a re-release, but it's a good game and people should play it. Um, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, Mario Party in October, Pokemon in November, Smash in December. I'm pretty mm-hmm. happy. We don't know enough about Mario Party, but I hope we see it at Gamescom because 
it wasn't at E3 except for just in the little bit of like showing yeah. us what it is. We, yeah, we, we did a banana mini game. I kind of go back and forth on this topic. Like the Switch is undoubtedly been a little bit of a drought this year, right? Compared to like year one, they had that one-two punch of like Zelda and Mario. And there's, it's you know, Smash is going to be amazing, but that's December. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, Mario Party and Mario Tennis can't quite rise to that level, right? Mm-hmm. So, but on the flip, so on the one hand, when you're living it like day-to-day, minute-to-minute, it's like my Switch is collecting dust. I paid $300 for this thing. I've had nothing, like especially if you're not interested in mario tennis you could have gone several months without having anything to play on this system and i think that's like a legitimate complaint that gamers raise but the flip side is you get you know two years three years into a system and when you're behind it looking back it was like they released you know dozens of really really great first party and third party experiences and um once you get the benefit of sort of time and hindsight and uh, you're sort of out of it looking back. It's like, okay, yeah, that was actually a really, really solid lineup. And it was it would have been maybe a little bit challenging to expect more. I'm in this weird state right now where I was like, I'm not excited to play my Switch for so many months. Like, I, I yeah. just really disappointed with the fall lineup. And mm-hmm. just, But I'm happy for people that like Smash Brothers and Pokemon. Those are huge games. But... I thought that you know three weeks ago I wouldn't be touching my Switch for a while. All I've been doing is playing Octopath Traveler, <laughs> yeah. and then now so I'm I'm playing um, Dead Cells mm-hmm. on Switch, and uh, I just it's on 3DS. But I freaking love WarioWare, so I'm playing three big Nintendo games right now, or you know on Nintendo platforms. I I didn't expect that. So when you read through that list, and even though there's old games on there and some games I didn't recognize, like there will likely be many, many times I play Switch again this fall. Things kind of ebb and flow. Like I didn't play after Mario. I didn't play my Switch. I lost my Switch. I couldn't find it. Oh no, for months. Ooh, wow. um, but I didn't even. I didn't even like you know there were no games coming out. I was interested in. Didn't know where my Switch was. You found it and there was a crack in it. Yeah, I wish. Um, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I um, wish my battery swelled. Uh, so I ended up, but now I cannot put uh, Picross two down, mm. um, and I'm loving Hollow Knight on the Switch. I've sort of come around on that yeah, game, Knight, yeah. that rough, and I'm yeah. still not like I don't like Dead Cells quite as much as some other people, but I'm playing Dead Cells as well. So you know, we... oh, you got Luminous also, and I got that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's just I just don't expect to be playing all the games I'm actually playing. I go through I... this habit of I swear it's just like whatever's put in front of my fa- face. It's like my animal brain. Like when I don't play my Switch and I don't have like a cause to pick it up. I just ignore it completely. But once one game gets yeah. me back on the train, mm-hmm. then I'm like, well, let's pile on these other yeah. games too. Like I'll go back to Steam at some point and sort of catch up on the dozen or so games I missed there. Yeah, it's for me, I, I've been a long time. That, Nintendo won me over ages ago with their ability to sell me the same game over and over <laughs> and over again, whether I really needed to buy it or not. So originally that just extended to their first party library with things like Virtual Console or new ports or or, or compilations. But now they've actually seem to have found a way to sell me third party games that I've already bought, like mm-hmm. Minute or Mark of the Ninja Luminous, and yeah. have me buy them on a new platform again or Luminous. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I keep doing it. I play my Switch more than my other consoles mm-hmm. and uh, probably, probably about on par with my PC. Uh, which I'm is excited. Sturdy Valley's update is about to come out, and you know I'll dive back into that because I, I started it on Switch, but it's not on Switch yet. But I'm really excited for that. Next question: Are we in a console JRPG renaissance? This one from guest host Jared with the release of Octopath Traveler, the upcoming Dragon Quest Eleven. Wait, pers- sorry, not to interrupt. 
This is you? This You're is just asking this question? I'm just asking this question. Okay. I can do that. Yeah. Damn it, because sometimes comes up with questions. Let's check in with the Jareds. We're checking in with the Jareds. Hey, Hello, Jareds. <laughs> yeah, oh, wait, wait, I'm not doing the rituals. I'm screwing this whole thing up. No, you're fine. You're, I just I wanted to clarify. I want Damon back. GameScoop is sponsored by Gamefly, the best way to buy and rent your favorite games. Gamefly.com gives you access to 9,000 titles, which are mailed directly to your door. For one monthly fee, you can play the latest and greatest games for as long as you want with no late fees or due dates ever. When you get tired of a game, all you have to do is mail it back and they'll send you the next title on your list. Today, every Scoop listener gets access to a free premium 30-day trial by going to Gamefly.com Scoop. That premium trial lets you rent two titles at the same time and you get it by going to Gamefly.com S-C-O-O-P. Gamefly.com Scoop. Check it out. The release of Octopath <laughs> Traveler, the upcoming Dragon Quest XI, Persona 5, Near Automata, Final Fantasy XV, Valkyria Chronicles 4, Shin Megami Tensei V, and this news from IGN.com that a commercially successful Nintendo-exclusive retro JRPG from Square Enix is something few would have predicted before Octopath Traveler sprang into being, but it may not be the last of its kind, with Wall Street Journal reporter Takashi Michizuki at Square Enix Earnings Conference tweeting that Square has a lot to say about Octopath Traveler and the fact that the conference... Uh, the, we should expect more Octopath Traveler-like games. I read that future. news today. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That like a Super Nintendo worshipping JRPG, which is different than a JRPG, right? Yeah. yeah. It is like this thing that they're talking about in their sales conference about doing more of. But I Am Sensuna is like that too, right? So to answer your question, yes. We are in a JRPG renaissance for sure. Okay. Um, but we have been since 19. So I said – I think it was on Scoop. Yeah. It, 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 on Scoop last week or maybe two weeks ago, I said that I wasn't very interested in Octopath Traveler because I don't really like you know JRPGs that much. That's just not my style of game. And then I went mm-hmm. on to rant and rave about how much I loved Final Fantasy XV, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. a JRPG. And um, I, I think that that thread of logic does track because Final Fantasy XV is so different yeah. and is so Western influenced in its open world. So, you know, I hope I made sense there. But <laughs> the point being, like, whatever flavor of JRPG you want is there for mm-hmm. you yeah. now. Yeah, JRPGs, I, I think, have a reputation, maybe, maybe undeserved, maybe deserved for sometimes reaching too deeply into tropes. And I think people sometimes forget how different design wise one is from the other just because the art may be similar or the story may be similar. But the gameplay approaches, uh, particularly battle systems, mm-hmm. uh, are often extremely different. What are you guys' thoughts on this? Well, I know that Disgaea. Disgaea 1 collection is actually coming out for the Nintendo Switch mm-hmm. this fall as well. So if you guys like JRPGs, you should check that out. Um, but no, I, I, the battle systems are totally different. Even just the ones that you named off, like Nier Automata is like an action game mm-hmm. more than a, a JRPG. Like there's no turn base really at all, but it's very interesting and kind of out of bounds compared to a lot of other action adventure games we're used to, which I guess is I mean, where... Do you guys think there's more JRPGs out right now than there have been in the past couple of years? I just don't follow that closely. I but, think but they're, they're viable, right? Like like in terms of volume of releases, like, I don't know, maybe or maybe not. But like, you know, they're, they're steeped in like published conscious, consciousness and like their hype levels are really high again and they're mm-hmm. at like the forefront of like video game culture in a way that like I don't think they were 10 years ago. Yeah, I, I mean, they were being made. They've always been made, but their success in the United States, I think, was really the, the mm-hmm. part that was striking and, and their widespread acceptance. I mean, you had gems like Nino Kuni, you know, pop out, or you had Xenoblade Chronicles, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, The Last Story, things what, like that. What's actually been popular recently that's a JRPG? I mean, the Octopath? stuff I just, just Final Fantasy XV, right? Uh, Octopath. What? Well, but like not including a little um, Super Nintendo game Persona. Persona 5 was. Like, we're talking super about like, important. what sells 10 million, you know? 
Oh yeah, I, but I mean, this game are we really in a JRPG renaissance? I mean, come on. Yeah. I think yes. we are. Yes, there's <laughs> a lo- if there's a lot of them and they're good, then yes. But I don't think they're selling like these crazy Call of Duty numbers or anything. No, Monster Hunter Stories for sure. I'm kidding. It but I don't think they're well, made. I loved it. I don't think they're made to sell. They are in Japan. That, that Dragon amount. Quest is the biggest series mm-hmm. in Japan. But drop, even drop the, I agree with that. But even though Dragon Quest is the biggest series in Japan and and near and dear to my heart, even at its top sales levels, proportionally, it's not. Japanese game market simply doesn't sell as many games as well. It's a you know it's not a very big island. I don't know if you know this. Yeah, but a lot of people actually about 130 million people on that little bitty island. Yeah, half the population of the United States. Less. Um, (laughs) Fewer. Fewer. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say that it's funny to think about uh, you know are we in a JRPG renaissance right now with the context of like what just that just got me thinking about the actual renaissance and like that was like 300 400 years of history and how funny it is to think about what the first 100 years of video game history is going to look like like what are the trends that are actually going to be the long-term trends i don't know like basically multiplayer online games like fortnite are at the beginning of the history of video games at this point mm. yeah We're only I, I like agree 40 years in it's so early yeah the fact it's that it's really funny no i'm i'm working on a project right now where that it, it just occurred to me i mean I, I stood about two years ago at the computer history museum near here and I played Space War next to Slug Russell, its creator. Mm-hmm. You know, the first computer game from like 1962. And he's still standing there. Yeah. Like it's, it would be like in any other medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We couldn't do that. We can't do that for movies or TV or books or mm-hmm. comics or anything. But we can do it for video games. Yeah, yeah, we are losing them though. We are. Yeah, Ralph Baer passing away recently. And some of these folks getting pretty long in the tooth. So celebrate that history. All right. We've got that discussion. Let's move on to the, uh, to the next one here. Number four. So Dan very helpfully put things on the back of it. Nothing confuses me more than printing front and back. I've been s- sitting here in silent bemusement watching you. So you have two papers there. Yes. And I've seen you flip them around about 18 times <laughs> trying to figure out. Watching me do this is like watching me try to drive through a roundabout. Like <laughs> It's impossible. It's impossible. No one can understand how it works. All Damon needs to run GameScoop is his fingers. Yeah. Oh, Damon sent me an email that was like, here's how to get ready for GameScoop. And it had like three items on it. Right, and it ready. was like, you know, get the questions from the Facebook group. Uh, make sure you show up at two. You're already on the wrong finger. And count. You're required to count 20 questions on yeah. your finger. Mandatory. Yeah. That was the third one. <laughs> from Daniel Isaac. Uh, this one kind of leading in from the JRPG discussion. Something to ask the panel. I know Spider-Man is getting the main buzz for September releases. Mm-hmm. But is anyone else excited for Dragon Quest Eleven besides yourself, Jared? Also, I'm a longtime fan of the Dragon Quest series. Did any of y'all care about Dragon Quest? No. Uh, if we didn't have to cover strategy guides, yeah. I would be <laughs> very excited about Dragon Quest. I'm very worried about Dragon yeah. Quest. Yeah? Yeah. Why, why is that? Because it's going to be 110 <laughs> hours long. Yeah. <laughs> it seems so difficult to cover. And, you know, just, yeah, it's stressful. I know I played, I've played Dragon Quest games I've played Dragon Quest Monsters. Those are the only Dragon Quest Ooh, games like I've played. Games. I played Dragon Quest Monsters on the, like the Game Boy, and mm-hmm. I played Dragon Quest Monsters Jokers. Yeah, on Did the you DS. Play the slime one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dude, Rocket, Rocket slime? slime was no, so I cute. Played that. Oh, I love Rocket Slime. One. That was a game Angie got hooked on. I, yeah. I like for a week. It was a week we moved to Japan, and she's just like, I don't want to look at Japan. I'm playing Rocket Slime. Yeah. Like it was <laughs> amazing. And then uh, the last game like this though was Dragon Quest uh, Eight. 
right. Journey of the Cursed King, which, yeah. which I uh, yeah. beat. I almost 100 percented. I love that game. Eight's yeah. the one that really. I get my numbers mixed up. Eight's the one that broke through in America, right? With the uh, with the the 3D graphics, full yeah. sort of. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that was the PS2 one. That was the PS2 one. Kind of, kind of. Really, seven was the throwback one. That seven happened. was the throwback one that Americans didn't really buy into. Yeah. Although it's re-released on on DS. Mm-hmm. So, Jared, uh, like, what's the like two sentence summary of? I know eleven has this like long and storied history, right? And now yeah. it's finally coming out here in America. So, what's like the back of the box the, bullet point? Version? The really quick back of the box on this is that nine was an excellent DS RPG, but it was built largely around multiplayer features and trading. Mm. It's almost MMOE, right? Yeah, similar to it. Yeah, and that ten is entirely an MMO. Oh, that's uh, and never came to America. Uh, Nine is more like Monster Hunter in a way. Yeah. Uh, although it's really good, uh, even single player. Mm-hmm. Eleven is the return to console, yeah. return to that kind of big 3D Dragon Quest just, single exactly player like story. A classic Drockway. So I like I said uh, again a little flippantly right at the top. No, I'm not interested again just because I'm not like it's not a knock against the game which looks mm-hmm. gorgeous and I'm glad that you know fans of this are getting what they want. But um, you know I played eight which was supposed to be the one and it was too tropey for me mm-hmm. and the turn based combat yeah, was too true. traditional and old school for me and um, it's just not my thing. It is a, it it created the tropes mm-hmm. and so that's part of its its kind of mm-hmm. character. I do recommend for people that have never played of all of them. Five is the best to get you in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is it is exceptional. How the uh, hell do you kill king slimes? Oh, it, it depends on the game, depends on the situation. But if you can, the rewards are always worth it. Yeah, uh, okay. kind of spectacular. They, that's deliberately difficult. That said, I anticipated that this wasn't going to be a big Dragon Questy group, so I, I have a follow up here. Okay. By the way, uh, I, I uh, am allowed to say that I am reviewing Dragon Quest yeah. for IGN right now. That's really cool. So, uh, can't say anything about it yet, but Dragon Quest Eleven. Look at IGN for that review uh, here in a little bit. Um, Casey is a longtime friend, but one of the things Casey and I discovered the first time we were on GameScoop together is that we share a mutual love of dragons, mm-hmm. dragons of all types. We always uh, talk about dragons whenever we, we want to be dragons. We always <laughs> talk about dragons. It's Dragon Quest. So I wanted to ask all of you, what's the best video game dragon? <laughs> it's a big question. I wanted to clarify this also before Are we, we talking get about wyverns? Into this, yeah, so we've already had the discussion on Game Scoop, the difference between wyverns and dragons. And just for the simplicity of this discussion, if a game considered something a dragon, we will not contest that and we will also consider it a dragon. Like Skyrim's dragons yeah. are actually in the shape of wyverns, but they call them dragons, so we will consider that a dragon. And Casey also agreed that <laughs> since Yoshi spits fire when he eats stuff, he's a dragon. I did not oh, agree. I, I sighed. Heavily. So does that mean that Dalsim, Dalsim's a dragon? Yeah, he spits fire. No, that's that's not how that works. No. no. Jo- Yoshi is not a dragon. He's clearly identified as a dinosaur. Yeah, he is. He's a dinosaur. He lives on Dinosaur Island. Yeah. See, what confused me is that his super in Smash, he if you lived on Dinosaur Island, shooting fire, which is weird. If yeah. I lived on Dinosaur Island, I would walk around like this and absolutely be a dinosaur. Like that. Yeah, definitely. So what's the best? what are the best dragons? Dragons, worms, they? wyverns, uh, you know, drakes, whatever you want to call them. Uh, mm. One of my favorite – so there are two dragons I definitely want to mention. One of my favorite dragons is from Dragon Guard, and her name is uh, Angelus. That's a spoiler for anyone who hasn't played Dragon Guard. I'm Just sorry. Just the name? Just the name. So the whole thing is that she has never told anyone her name because she finds it unimportant, and she doesn't want any lesser beings knowing her name anyway. Ah. But – It's also incredibly important. It is. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But um, anyway, uh, Angelus is from Dragon Guard. Um, you meet her at the very beginning of the game, and – she is dying. The main character is dying. So they make a pact together so that they can survive and uh, get out of the terrible situation that they're in. 
and she's snarky and just overall powerful and arrogant, but also can be kind and is really strong. Okay, so dragons often identified by scale or color. What's her look? She's red. She's a red dragon. Yeah. Red and dragon. in the lore of that game, you in Dragon Guard three, you meet a white dragon who mentions her as just red. Oh, there we go. So that's one for you. Yep. What's two? Well, the other one is Bahamut from Final Fantasy. Sure. Okay. Just so. going classic, kind of dragon god crossover there. Yeah, it's a classic summon, and Bahamut has been in all Final Fantasy since then. It played a huge role in Final Fantasy the fourteen. Fire attack, um. Solar flare, yeah. Some kind when Rydia calls attack. the dragon, I think it's yeah, just a bunch of yeah. blowing ups. But um, Bahamut is interesting because it's from real life lore, was adapted into a platinum dragon for D anD D, and now whenever Bahamut shows up, he usually has a sister named, named Tiamat, which is likewise from D anD D lore, yeah. which yeah. is a water cat snake well in D, <laughs> it's the five-headed dragon that ventures always it's running air. away and it's from. a multi-headed dragon in final yeah. fantasy as well right okay, like I, i'm a big fan of the bastardization of final fantasy you know taking real world history through the lens of D, &D and then <laughs> but now over the course of 20 plus years it's sort of become its own final thing fantasy. as well mm -hmm. building on its own lore yeah. i like that a lot that's cool yeah because like a behemoth and leviathan yep. and i can't remember there's this bird i don't know but those are all from uh, hebrew Lord. Mm -hmm. Right. Leviathan's like well, the Rama. biblical or even pre-biblical yeah, chaos monster that mm -hmm. God wrestles with to create the universe. Like that's the it's yeah. It's and then now it's become a Final Fantasy monster. I really like uh, uh, Chromie in World of Warcraft as, oh. as a time traveling dragon. That is the key, you know, sort of plot driver through a lot of the events of uh, WoW lore. OK. I'm a big fan of uh, dragons that uh, shape like that have human forms. Mm-hmm. Mm I don't know where these tropes come from. Uh, really... That one that one predates D&D, &D, but it's also very important to D&D. &D. Yeah. Yeah, the shape-shifting dragon thing. Is I like that, too. Uh, the Bioware dragons that surprise you are mm -hmm. always fun. You just be like, I'm this guy your party's known for 30 yeah. hours. Holy yeah. crap, he's a dragon. Yeah, yeah. It turns, out, turns out, yeah, I'm a dragon. <laughs> um, I liked, I really liked fighting the dragons in Skyrim. I mean, it was one of those things that, like, now, six years later, is a little bit, like, played out. And you can sort of see the seams in, like, their AI and stuff like that. But back in 2011, mm -hmm. like, it didn't it really, really cool. feel like we'd seen a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, it was really cool. What about you, Sam? I like bub. Bub? Bubble oh, bubble. But those are dinosaurs. <laughs> they're not they're, dinosaurs. they're dragons. They're definitely dragons. Well, they're children. I looked it up today. You looked it up today? Yes. I thought Spoilers. they were referred to as dinosaurs. No, they're the dragon it. brothers. Or okay, I'm going with you. Well, they do blow bubbles. I thought um, they were kids that got transformed. Didn't yeah, they? they're also people. Yeah, they're also like people. you guys like. Because you have to play them in that, like one of the sequels, you have to play as the kids, and I don't like playing it. Yeah, Parasol Stars right. and Rainbow Islands. And yeah. I, I um, do want to mention the dragons from Fire Emblem. Those are yeah. really interesting. Yeah, Tiki and a few other characters are little girls that turn into dragons. I really – go ahead. I thought you were going to make another point. Uh, my overall point is that I don't like dragons and I think they're <gasps> stupid. What? Oh. Just in general? Uh, yeah, I, I just have never – it always ruins fantasy for me when there's dragons in it. And it, it's always bugged me that they're supposed to be really heavy and they swing their wings, but they fly with magic and that doesn't make any sense. And I just don't like the whole concept. What about Peter Dickinson's Flight of Dragons? I like uh, if they're like thing. dune like when they're like a like a worm or like a sea monster or something that like can, you know, actually have a presence. But like the so, flying actual like dragon thing that when that's in fantasy, it ruins the fantasy for me. So in, in Game of Thrones, I can't stand it. And I know it was added to Game of Thrones to like appease like one of George R. R. Martin's like 
friends or something like that. Oh, really? He added Danny and the dragons. Mm. Like, uh, he grafted it in there. Like, I don't think he can have, uh, like, the mother of dragons has kind of become an important part of that at this point. But yes, I know. It has now. Yeah. In the first book, it's just a bunch of families fighting. Well, and, and, and then, eggs. And then she's like and the egg. in the distance. And eggs. It's like, hey, there's this dragon stuff coming. What yeah. about, uh, again, Peter Dickinson's Flight of Dragons where it's like, hey, they fill up with hydrogen. Like they eat limestone. It forms hydrogen inside them. They inflate. And that's why they can breathe fire because they have a little thing up there. That's, yes. too, that's yes. too sciencey. Yeah, you don't like the sciencey dragons? I mean, I respect I mean, that you can have a magical character and it can be magic. I just don't think they should be space. pretending to fly all the time. Um, that's silly to me. I really like the dragon. I'm just thinking about like intimidating dragons I've fought in video games, and mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the dragon boss fights in um, in Dragon Age Inquisition. Ah, Dragon really Age Inquisition good. had this like underrated uh, feature of its map, where if you just opened up the map, it would show you the path you followed lately. And I don't remember how far back it went. Maybe from the last like 20 minutes of gameplay yeah. or something, and it would see you like I meandered up here and then around and down. And there's, I fought a dragon in a coliseum, and afterwards it was just zigzagged everywhere <laughs> of me running around like a maniac. Some of those know. fights are 45 minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that dragon was also sleeping. So, like, you made the decision to go in there and mm-hmm. fuck with it. Like, yeah, I, I like that game. I like yeah. the dragon combat in that. I liked it. You liked it too? Yeah, I liked it a lot. My first dragon combat in that game took forever, and my second yeah. one I killed it in like five minutes. Yeah. I don't know. There's really hard dragons, and, you, and I really took advantage of there's that character you can exploit in the game. Mm. That she has some kind of trick that makes her like that's right. They patched useful. it out eventually. Mm. Yeah, and so that was like it made it possible for me to do those like forty-five minute late late yep. game dragon fights. Really, fun. I like dragon raids, and again, I'm going back to MMOs. That's always a classic. Okay, um, they do. I really actually like the dragon boss fights in Pillars of Eternity too. They're oh, yeah, really good dragon. Well, Sam, if you want to talk about dragons not making any sense in the context yeah. of the world, the Pillars of Eternity one, as much as I love it is at the bottom of a deep, deep, deep dungeon. And there's oh, just cool. a dragon it there. And yeah. I'm like, that Someone even... put that there. <laughs> yeah. That even, like, broke it for me, you know? That's I'm just like, D&D logic when you, get, when you go down to the bottom and the big giant monster is in the room with tiny, tiny doors yeah. and doesn't do anything but sit in the room. Yeah. yeah. One thing that bothers me is that Boston. somebody made up the, com- the, the, the con- conception of a dragon. And that's cool, sure. But, like, you were writing a fantasy book. Like, make something else up. Make right. something up. And that's why I don't like it when they use elves and dwarves and everything and anything. It's just it's all like tropes. Tolkien did that. Like, do something else, guys. Sam Claiborne. He made up hobbits. Dragon Norse. hater. Dragon hater. Yeah. And, uh, I, and I know so- that stuff's in Norse history and Wagner did all the same stuff that Tolkien <laughs> you did. You get so much crap from the Norse history uh, <laughs> contingent now. No, no uh, another couple that come up for me very quickly. Uh, the Dark Souls dragons are pretty neat. Uh, there's a couple of great dragon encounters in Dark Souls in the Souls games. I love the, ancient- the skeleton dragon in Castlevania. That's cool. Oh, he's great. Bone I love dragon. him. Oh, the Boon Dragon's fantastic. Crockmire and Super Metroid's sort of a dragon. He's kind of a dragon. Is yeah, Ridley cool. a dragon? I Ridley, li- yeah. The, like the ancient you dragon. You hate Ridley? Ridley's a, Ridley's a space dragon. He's <laughs> so silly. I think we're I think we're pushing once, pushing the edge of dragon. Once Ridley here. became a character that like mattered in like Samus's life and stuff, it's like <laughs> Ridley killed my parents and is a pirate. Ridley's just this monster. Yeah, just a big old space yeah. monster. I, Metroid did not need deep lore. I'm okay with it <laughs> yeah. not having it. I, let's just wander around this big lonely planet. But yeah, the ancient dragon in Dark Souls uh, who just wants to sleep yeah. and be left alone. I love that. Uh, and of course, the red, green, and yellow dragons from Adventure. 
three of the greatest dragons the of all time. Yeah, the duck dragons. The duck from, dragons uh, are fantastic. Uh, Warren Robinette's adventure. Do you, which, did you know what the name of the dragon was in Dragon Slayer? Because Casey brought that uh, up. Singe. 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 That's a great nice. name. Nice. That's yeah. a great name for a dragon. I like, love. I actually. I'm kind of the opposite of Sam. I think I love dragons. I, a lot of people do. It's I love that. Well, well, like, like not just like oh because they're so cool and they breathe fire, but like I like their mercurial nature and that uh, they're irrational. Like they hoard treasure so much even to their own demise. And, yeah. um, you know, so they sort of have this baked in character flaw that they just can't help. But how do they pick up the treasure? <laughs> well, some Beer. of them can transform into humans or yeah. they that make makes other... it harder for them to pick up the treasure. Or like smog, they just, they just lay in it. All right. We're going to make smog other people get the treasure into hey, If a dragon cave. came up to you, Sam, and was like, get an army of people, move all the treasure to my yeah. lair, I'll destroy everything. Wouldn't we, you do it? We've got I it. think Mog had uh, smog. We got to end dragon cast. I think Smog had to puke up that treasure. <laughs> got to end dragon cast. Going to duck last. Yeah. I would be remiss Cannon. if I did not mention the red dragon boss from Dungeons and Dragons Shadow over Mysteria, the awesome arcade game like TMNT, The Simpsons, except with D&D characters like Dragon's Crown, oh, yeah, but it was yeah, actually in an really arcade. Cool. Yeah, the yeah. final red dragon in that, like when you watch it now, it doesn't seem all that impressive. But when you're playing that in the arcade mm-hmm. and that thing came out, you're just like, oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. And a big red D&D dragon is just so good. All right. From Paul Yates on Facebook. <laughs> Pick your ultimate gaming trilogy using any game in any series, but it must go in order. For example, mine- not a question, Paul. Uh, wait, for example, mine would I just be- want to point out, I do like trilogies. Dragon Age Origins, Mass Effect 2. Witcher three. Wait, that's wait, it. Wait, that's all you what? get. Yeah, that's not a trilogy. You have to make up your Witcher own three. trilogy. Wait, am wait. I just picking my three favorite games? But they have to be one, one two, two, and three. three. So that's hard. Oh. Yes, that's way hard. different. That's why I sent this out. We yesterday. all guys, you know what it is? It's RoboCop. RoboCop one, two, and three. Yeah. <laughs> You're not doing any they switching have to out. Do, they have to be separate. Can't, don't they have to be separate? Yes, no, they that's have all to, separate games. They they should all be from separate series, I think. But well, we've agreed on RoboCop as a as a team, so let's move on. <laughs> You're just going with RoboCop right there, straight into RoboCop. It's clearly Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3 for me. It, would it be? I mean, or would you pick any other games outside of this? Third? I wouldn't recommend th- th- any games over those to anybody in the world. Okay, so you're just going to buy like the uh, Mario – do you want the Mario All-Stars cart that comes with World as well? Or are you just going to get the three originals? No way. No way which? No, no remakes. No remakes. You want the originals. Yeah, the timing is a little different. And there's people on our office that haven't played Super Mario Bros. 1, 2, and 3, and I'd easily recommend those. Yeah. Those are must-plays. I agree with you. They're, they're, they're really all fun. superb games. They're great games. Yep. Still fun. All three. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to shift anything out. What about you, Casey? I'll think, uh, about I'll think about it. I just determined there's way too many sequels that I really like, mm-hmm. like Majora's Mask. I don't know if you would consider that an actual sequel, but I mean, it kind of it's is. definitely not a three. It's but not it's a one, two, or a three. Yeah, it's not a three. It doesn't or have either one. Yeah, you got to pick a one. It has to have a number in it. Game name yes. two, game But name Dragon three. Age Inquisition is the third right, in the count. trilogy, but it doesn't have a number. Okay, well, that, that's, right. that's three. I think that We're going to count that as three. <laughs> yes. Majora's Mask would be like 12. Oh my gosh, you're right. You're totally right. Okay, well, what about Portal 2? Portal 2. Portal mm-hmm. Two is my second as well. Okay, okay. what's yours? I, I can go up. No, we can yeah. go. No, you go. Case. You go. Well, I understand. I we're know. not picking trilogies. No, we're not picking. We're making a trilogy out of a first game, a second game, and a third. I stand game. by Mario One, Two, and Three. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like a good idea at the time. Uh, I'll swap right. out if you want to do Portal Two. I have a different two. Yeah, no, I, I can do I can do Banjo Tooie. Okay, you, you oh, is, are we now. negotiating now? Yeah. Uh, you can take Banjo Tooie. Mass Effect Two. Get off my cool. show. Why? Oh, that's awful. What if I replace it with Sonic Adventure Two Battle? That's even How's worse. That? That's okay, worse. that's yeah. even worse. Banjo Tooie right, is pretty bad. So you got two. You got your two. What's your one? Uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Shadow of the Colossus. 
Number one. It's the only like one game that I really prefer over any of the other sequels that's come out. So Shadow I One, think. then um, Banjo Tooie. Banjo Tooie, mm-hmm. and then um, Halo Three. And Halo it's a, Three. It's a good it's one. A good three. So that's your that's your special trilogy right there. I like that one. What about this you? Super Monkey Ball. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Technically, there was Monkey Ball in arcade, but Super Monkey Ball is the mm. first home Monkey Ball. Release. I, I'll give you that one. Um, and then uh, I would take Portal Two. Okay. Or my alternate was going to be Uncharted 2, okay. the best Uncharted. Um, and then my third one, Super Metroid. Super Metroid. Oh, yeah, because that's Metroid. Ooh, wait a minute. One, two. Yeah, three. three. That's three. Metroid yep. 3 colon Super nice. Metroid. Can you, yep. can you think of games that are twos that don't have threes or threes that don't have twos? Because I can't. What? Well, there's Columns 3. <laughs> columns I, 3 doesn't have a Columns 2. I, Justin got one part of the puzzle. Yeah. Um, there's games that got one sequel and nothing else? Uh, there, no, there's games that are two. That but don't have a one. Two that don't yeah, have a one? Mm-hmm. I think like the D-Base 2 is that thing where they just went ahead and made Here's one that two. you've played. Pepper 2. It's Pepper an arcade 2, game. right. That's there's funny. no Pepper 1. Yeah, that yeah. drove me crazy. But there's also too. another one. What's the other one? Cheetah Men 2. Yeah. For NES. Very rare NES game. Oh, because it's from Cheetah Men in Action 52? Is Cheetah uh, Men 1? Yeah, but there's no Cheetah Men cart. There's right, no there's no standalone Cheetah Men cart. That's good trivia, Sam. Action 52. That's right, very good. <laughs> My favorite of those is Y2, the Falcom game that is literally titled 2-2. Two, two. Like two, there's two. Vi, that's great. and then there's Vi 2. That's the sequel to Vi. That's so cool. Yeah, I love that. All right, uh, do you, trilogy, 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 we mm-hmm. all got them? What about you? What, me? Yeah. Man, that sounds like work. <laughs> I'm just going to move on. You, you have to do one. Yeah. I have to, I have to do you one. You made huh? us do it. Uh, I'm tempted to lean in a lot like Sam, but... Uh, you love Zelda, too. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that. If I'm just going to be fickle and have some fun here, um, I actually really love the first Metroid mm-hmm. a lot. You brought Metroid into my... No. Okay, Pirates <laughs> is one. Sid Meier's Pirates. Sid Meier's Pirates is one. Be. Uh, Isn't Zelda 2 your favorite Zelda? Zelda 2 is my favorite Zelda, so I'll go with Zelda 2. Yeah. Uh, and then for... It's too bad Final Fantasy 3 is not better. Yeah, it is. It is too bad. Final Fantasy three is not better, but, but it dra- could be the U.S. Final Fantasy three. Good point. Mm-hmm. Rule but, break. <laughs> ooh, you're doing a rule break there? No, that, no, I think you should go with that. Because I would honestly, if I had to choose another trilogy that I like, Final Fantasy one, two, and three, U.S. is amazing. Yeah. Oh, I like that. All right, I'll just lean into that then. Okay. Excellent. Final Fantasy three <laughs> sounds good. U.S. Yeah, actually, Final Fantasy three U.S. is superb. That's a great game. Uh, number six. Choose your weapon, the ultimate weapons in video games. Pick three video game weapons that are close to your heart. Did you already do this? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I was doing it on the fly. Yeah, hey, that's uh, why I sent these out yesterday. I was like, you got to prep. You got to be yeah, ready. Got to be the, uh, the Wabajack from, I know it's in Skyrim. I don't know if it's in the other. I think it's like in all the Elder Scrolls games. The Wabajack sounds like something you would kill in Alice in Wonderland. It's a staff. Yeah, it's okay. a magic staff. And when you, I don't actually know if it shoots a projectile or if you just thwack things with it, but uh, it has random effects. So it can turn them into a giant dragon or it can turn them into a mud or chicken. And it just does something different and wild and zany each time. That's fun. So so I played Mighty Wabajack on the NES. Okay. But that of course was, you did. That was about it. It was kind of all right. I got it. So that's got one. It. Sam got it. What do I got? Well, I no 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 no. I just got your joke about Mighty Bomb Jack. Oh okay. Uh, I can't go second. <laughs> okay, go. Casey. What, what's the first? One, one. We're going around one yeah. one one one. Oh, one we're going to go yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I can do it that way. Okay. Um, first one is the Runestone from Lost Kingdoms. It mm. allows you to use a deck of cards that summon monsters that fight for you. Oh, I love that. I so. like summoning monsters to fight for you. That's yeah. Then I I just can just. 
you know, it's like, go have, go fight that thing for me. <laughs> See, I usually won't use summoners. I, I think the only time I've ever really fallen off that boat was, was in uh, Diablo two when I had the necromancer. Oh yeah. Even though That's he's way overpowered. Well, he oh, didn't used God. to be, he used to be overpowered in the first act and useless after. And then when they patched him, they finally made him overpowered in the oh, late dude, game. He's so, so good. He's so good. You liked the necromancer? Oh yeah. Yeah. That too. What about you, Sam? Uh, Mega Man two metal man saw blade. Ooh, that's a great, yeah. Cause the game is over because it makes it's it's the actual weapon. Yeah, you start with a stunted weapon that can shoot one direction, and then you get the real weapon that can shoot all ten direct or what is it nine eight, directions? Eight directions. Eight directions. Yeah, you can shoot eight directions yeah. with it, and it's more powerful than your basic shot. Affects so practically good. everything. And you go, yep, it's a great sound, and that tink when it hits something. Woodman, I hate him so much. Okay, so yeah, Woodman is terrible, and it takes him down yeah. very quickly. The uh, actually, yeah, he's not the only ostriches. boss. He's not the only boss that's weak to that. It's oh, yeah. like one of the weapons that actually affects several of the bosses powerfully. Really? Yeah, it's most I against think him. That's on it, easy mode, huh? I think that's just on easy. mode. That's on U.S. mode. Uh, yeah, that's definitely. true. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, for me, my first one, easy, uh, the most powerful video game weapon in history, the Contra Spread Gun, <laughs> um, which is imperative for victory. That's a good one. And if you're going to try to do a straight, like, no deaths run of Contra, you have to have the spread gun the whole time. Mm-hmm. Second. I don't know. I was trying to think. Well, I mean, like, I love – I'm trying to picture myself, like, playing Halo. And I'm like, what's the gun that I'm like, yes, now I'm super pleased and the happy. The needler. Well, I was going to say, like, the Halo <laughs> 2 needler yeah. mm-hmm. was really, really fun. It's really fun to play with. That's a great toy in the game. But, like, I don't know. Like, the rest of them are sort of like – like, I was a big fan of the DMR. Um, I actually do like a little bit more than the battle rifle in Halo, mm. which I know is an unpopular choice. But I feel like I feel like I had a really, really wonderful like cadence and rhythm to to how you needed to be successful with that gun. Just the the way that you had when you say cadence, is it fire in threes or is that the battle rifle? Uh, it's uh, I think it's Halo. I mean, they all blur together for me now. I think it's yeah. three that had the DMR in multiplayer. It might have been four. Is it fire in three shots? But in any case, they had a, what was called reticle bloom, right? So instead of having significant, you know, recoil on your guns, the way that they sort of forced you to space out your shots was uh, the reticle would be really, really tiny, and you would fire, and the reticle would bloom out, and then it would narrow again and bloom out and narrow again mm-hmm. every time you fired the gun. And uh, that gun I thought was really satisfying and fun. So you're gonna pick that. I mean, I don't know. I'm just talking here. All right. <laughs> well, we're going to count that one, so we okay. can uh, move to the next. All right. What about uh, you, Casey? Um, I'm going to pick a greatsword from Monster Hunter because I feel like they're pretty iconic. And specifically, I'm going to go with Siegeland, which is the first greatsword that I created. It's like the final in the line of swords that you upgrade. And it's made with Rathian parts. So it's just a giant sword with green dragon scales on it. Lovely. Uh, <laughs> it's just satisfying to use or the fact that earning it felt so good? Um. It wasn't. It was actually one of the easiest great swords to get. It was just the first one that I made that okay. I was happy with, and a lot of people had it because it was kind of like the first good weapon you would make in that yeah. game. So, so associate it with good memories. It. Yeah. Sam, what about you? Number two. Uh, I was going to go with Atma weapon for my second one. Uh, that's in Final Fantasy three slash six. There's two Atma weapons. One of them does something really spoilery, which I won't say, but it's just okay. a dog that you fight. I don't know why it's called the same thing as what I'm talking about, which is a sword and it's a lightsaber and it's only based on your HP, how powerful it is. So your HP, if you, and it's, I think it's one to one. So if you, if you get your, which is what I did, get your, your HP to nine, 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 nine in that game, you attack nine, 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 nine. So if you get that and you get the Genji glove and the thing that makes you attack four times, which I can't remember what it's called, then you can attack nine, 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 eight times. 
And that's the highest damage you can do in that. And case. you're saying in three six, right? Because five has something very similar. This is set six, up as well. Yeah. And um, you get it right at the beginning of the game. It's just yeah. this is a weapon, but your HP is so low that your damage is always so lame. But you know, if you use Game Genie, which is what I did <laughs> as a kid, uh, you can start from the end of the game and get nine 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 damage from this one weapon, I just love because that. your HP is really high. Have you played through five? No. It's all about gaming the system and doing stuff like that. I think you would love it, Sam. You like pair stuff to do more hits and stuff? Yeah, like it's yeah. it's all about playing with – it's a system-based game and it's all about like abusing the game and finding new ways to, yeah. to do new damage like that. For me, the second is another easy one. Um, I've never loved much more than the Doom Chainsaw. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the Doom Chainsaw is ridiculously rewarding. It's, it's just turn it up and, and just run into something and it dies. And yeah. it, it that game is is kind of that. Or it's all about mo- movement, mm-hmm. and the chainsaw is the perfect accompaniment to that to the sense of speed and quick motion in that totally. game. I like totally. that a lot. Yeah. All right, number three. Uh, I like that Hyper Beam and Super Metroid again. I guess I got Metroid on the beam on oh. the brain tonight. Today. Beam or the brain? Wow, yeah. you, you got something on the brain, definitely. Yeah. All right, so why the Hyper Beam? That's great. Yeah, yeah. Which okay. one is that one? It's one you get at the very end of the game in a scripted moment. Does when it shoot like – no, no. The middle one shoots like in an assignment. It's group. not an upgrade. Like it's in the final moment of the game. It's how oh, you defeat oh, the gotcha. final boss it's after, like a story beat. after you almost – yeah. Yeah. Story. I like the scan visor in that game. I like how it goes up and down the room. It's so funny. It's great. I like the ice beam in that game too. I'm really enjoying this because I'm not getting all the ones I thought I'd get. This is this is great. What did you think you'd get? Uh, things like the gravity gun, stuff like you know, mm. things that you're going to find on every like top ten list yeah. out there. Maybe we just chose really poorly. Uh, no, yeah, it no. might just be bad. No, I think you're just picking the ones that are your favorites. That's what we wanted. I'm really happy about it. Yeah. Casey, what's your third? Um, a pokeball. <laughs> That's really cool. Right. I mean, you can go catch a god and then unleash it on your enemies. Do pokeballs eh. work on people? You know, according to the uh, one uh, Saturday morning WB special, it does. Wow, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I can think of some people I just want to throw a Pokeball at. Like, people if Pokeballs don't actually... are weapons, then I don't like Pokemon anymore. <laughs> no? You want a well, like, of... you could use it as a weapon. You just wouldn't see anyone using it as a weapon in Pokemon as it's represented in the anime today because it's a utopian society. That's what happened to all the young adult men in the Pokemon world. They're all in Pokeballs. They're not dead. <laughs> there wasn't an apocalyptic war. They're all trapped in Pokeballs in a silo somewhere. Yeah, it's like, no, you did something wrong. You just cash in a Pokeball, throw it in the, a bin. It's kind of Philip K. Dick right here. This is like my Minority report. Everybody's just hovering with a guy with an organ playing People the Pokeballs. Hit the Pokemon with the Pokeballs sometimes, right? Yeah. 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 Like it's oh, like, yeah. dink, and yeah. then it falls on the ground and catches them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bad about that. What about uh, you, Sam? And they scream as they go into it. Yeah. <laughs> What's your third? Uh, it is the Morning Star Whip in Simon's Quest. Ooh. So I really like the whip in, uh, in, in Castlevania games. It's yeah. awesome, right? It's just like a cool thing. But in that game, you get uh, like a. Um, an upgrade, and it makes it chain, and you get an upgrade with a ball in the end, and then you get it just it's on, it's on fire. You're just whipping fire. It's like a lightsaber whip fire. And when I was a little kid, I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Rad. I didn't understand anything about that game, but that was cool. Yeah, that whip is spectacular. Also, shout out to Super Castlevania 4, where you can do the little whip yeah. dance. You can just that. hold the whip like this, and then it just jiggles. And that's in Smash yeah. Brothers now. Yeah. That's, that's so they amazing. Really cool Hold the whip out and do the little stupid little yeah. whip things. If, and then they show like a smash, not a smash, but just an attack doing that. Really if cool. Richter can do the backflip, I'm going to die. Like if I if I can hold that button combination and Richter backflips for no useful reason, I'd be <laughs> so happy. Uh, last one for me, I was going to go with uh, with the portal gun because it's so iconic. But really, when I'm being honest with not myself, 
the upgraded Polar Star from Cave Story mm-hmm. when you get it all the way up and you can fly using the one. gun. I love that. Yeah. It's a jet pack, but it's a gun. You yeah. can make that really tricky jump with it too. Yeah, it's so great. Just love it. So that's that's yeah. going to be my You can favorite. definitely use the portal gun as a weapon. I mean, if I go shoot a portal at the top of a building and then shoot underneath you, you fall out of the portal and well, die. I mean, now we don't have enough time left in the show to get too philosophical here, but anything can be used as a You're weapon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't consider the portal gun a weapon. No. It's, a, it's a tool. Is Charizard I a weapon? I mean, yeah, right? Like all Pokemon can be used. Is Charizard weapons. a dragon? I think, no. I think the portal gun <laughs> should be, is though. a weapon the way a machete is a weapon. Isn't he a dragon type? No, he's a That's fire insane. flying type. Ah. When he turns into Mega Charizard X, he becomes a dragon type. Gotcha. Now it's time. Mega Charizard. Otherwise, a he's a fire well, breathing. The lizard. screen changes color as it gets close to the end of the show. I didn't know that. It's like know. it's like more and more intense. I hear like the the Mario like you're under a hundred time it looks units. Like it was programmed playing. in basic. It's I th- like this I think it's new. Thing. Yeah, I think it always like that. All right. Now it's time for America, nay the world, nay the galaxy's favorite game, video game twenty questions. This one comes from Lucas Wells. 20 questions, one game. He didn't say where he's from? Didn't say where he's from? How will we know what his favorite games are if we yeah. don't know where he's I'm from? I'm sorry. You're not, I mean, oh your first question could be where is Lucas from, but I'm not going to be able to answer that one. So I can make something up. It has to be yes or no. We're going to say Lucas. But if you don't know that, we'll just ask you whatever. <laughs> Lucas Wells of Fishigan, Michigan. That's what I'm going to say. Fishigan, Michigan. Fishigan, Michigan. Uh, 20 questions. Uh, we'll start with Justin and head around. Does your character wear any kind of headwear of any kind? Indeed. And look, we're going with the thumb first. Yes. Indeed is a yes. yes. Yeah. Got one? Can your character – is your character always a male? Yes. Okay. Why, okay. Now I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I just had to confirm. Don't don't read too much into that. I just well, had to you, think did, did you go into your mind palace for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Why did that take so What do you mean confirm well, with I can't who? Lecture. I just have yeah. a mind palace. I sprint up the <laughs> stairs. <Yeah. laughs> my head is a Commodore 1541 drive. Just <laughs> like that. Uh, did this come out before the year 19 – no, no. 1990, yeah. Before the year 1990? No, I'm going to go with 2000 first. 2000? Yeah. No. After 2000. Do you want a fourth question? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Just to clarify, after you got my question. Yeah, this game this game came out after the year 2000. Right, so we got a free question out of that. <laughs> okay. No, we didn't. Uh, did well, now we know it didn't come out in the year 2000. Did this, yeah. game, did this game come out uh, before January 1st, 2010? No. Pretty contemporary then. Did it come out before 2010? It, no. So, so it's, it's, it's brand af- new. At, well, yeah. Within the last eight years. Okay, that's a good point. It's been a long time. All right. We're old. That We're the old. I mean, you always play a character that's a male, so you probably can't customize the character. I'm not asking any question. I'm just thinking. Was out this loud. game known for its story? No. That's a new one. That's guys. five. It's a new question. That's five. It's a good question. Is there PvP multiplayer? No. Uh, was this game developed in America, in the United States? Yes. I don't think we're going to get this one. Not known for its story. I'm going to do a good start. Not known for its story, but no multiplayer is weird. Yeah. Right? Could be a puzzle game. Well, it could have... Geometry Wars. Mm. It, no, because you it's always play as a male, so wouldn't that answer be... Like, if you don't play as a person or anything... It would be driving, Gran Turismo or something. Yeah. Is this part of a series? Yes. 
Oh boy. That makes it difficult. I mean, not really. No, it's a contemporary game. Is this game on the the PS4 and Xbox One and Switch generation of consoles? No. So PS3 era. Yeah, PS3, 360, Wii U, and then the generations always get messed up. What was the Wii? It, the Wii it Wii. wasn't made in Japan? No, it was made in America. Okay. That's, or wherever. We're at Somewhere nine. In the world. We're at nine right now. So you have 11 questions left. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. doing great. Um, Love the thoughtful looks on the faces here. <laughs> thinking driving or fighting or arcade, but just, just because of the story question. Yep. It's not an obscure game. I'm not trolling y'all or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, was this a console exclusive? Uh, define console. Sorry, was this only available on one platform? Yes. Only one. Why do we have to define console? Because it could be a PC or a handheld. But use okay or a phone. Okay, was this game exclusive to the PC? No. This is a mobile game, Jared. Is that a question? Yeah. This game can be played while traveling. <laughs> oh God. Okay. It's a, okay. All right. <laughs> um, it's probably a 3DS. I don't want to know then, if right? it's a D- 3DS or a Vita game, but it's almost certainly it's almost a burner question. Well, was it, we need to know. Was it was it accepted well by critics? Yes. Okay, so should we should know it then? <laughs> yeah. Is this a, is this a 3DS and... game? No. So it's got to be a Vita game. <laughs> or. What? Or phone. Well, but Jared phrased or it in DS. such a way. Regular well, it'd be, DS. It'd be, when did regular DS expire? No one knows. Um, two You're right. thousand. You're right. Yeah, it could easily be. Eleven? Yes. This is so crappy. We wasted so many questions on this. We got to know. We got to know. Fourteen. Yeah. Should we widen it to say, did it come out on a Nintendo platform? Well, we know it's not 3DS, so it's either, it's possibly mobile, but it's. Vita, PSP, DS. It's probably it's probably too late for Always PSP. It's probably Vita or late no. DS. Is this a DS game? It was not known for its This story. is a DS game. Woo! Okay. <laughs> ah, that's right. Five <laughs> questions left. But, but it was made, made here. No story. Is it part of a franchise? I already forgot. Yes, part of a series. Yes, part of a series Did developed. Cross? No, you always play as a dude. Medios, Picross, uh, or Japanese games, I believe. Yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. So we could just ask um, if it's a puzzle game, but we're only asking that because like, of the story. No, so you always have a, you have a hat and you play as a guy. Yeah. You have headgear. Yeah. Play. Not known for its story. Yep. All of these things are true. And it's really and well received is, should help us with this then. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. well received. I ran in this era, I ran a website that only covered handheld games. When did Brain Age and Nintendo, well, Nintendo Dogs and Brain Age are Japanese games. That, yeah. That yep. can't work. Those are just well received. I also yeah. think that those were earlier in the 2000s. So like late, I don't remember exactly how the years of the generation yeah. shake out. Like but Phantom Hourglass era. Like this is fairly late 3DS. Yeah. Or DS, I mean. I, I played a lot of DS games, but om- almost none of them were made here. Yeah, they're so <laughs> commonly Japanese. right? But this is probably a, a pretty big one that was. Um, were there rhythm games that were popular that were from here? That. There was uh, Elite Beat Agents. But that was Japanese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And there's the crappy Guitar Hero. There was a uh, trauma center and its sequels, and Those that was Japanese. also Japanese. Famous for story too. Not, not famous, famous for story. story. Not famous for story. No, I'm saying. Like, oh those yeah, games those are. were in yep. the Phoenix Wright games. Is this all Japanese? Yeah, so it can't even. Yeah, it can't even be like. Oh, Is it a Mario game, guys? Well, those oh, were made in Japan. Was this played oh, with yeah, touch yeah, controls? Yeah. Uh, touch controls were a very important part of this game. Okay. Yes. 
Wow. I like you could also that got me thinking. You could also use the DS controls, but you needed the touch controls to do certain very important what things. What was that? What was that game? What about was where was Ghost Trick made? That's Capcom. That's a okay. good guess. Great there was a game like Hotel Dusk, the one that had the infamous yeah, puzzle where you had to close your 3DS and reopen yeah, it. Yeah, again. but that's oh. all story based stuff, though. Wait, wasn't that a Zelda puzzle? Those are all just like so story heavy. <laughs> yeah. And this must be like really like you're either writing in it or you're slashing. I feel like I'm going to have to hide my face because I don't have Damon's poker face. Yeah. <laughs> I developed it. Yeah. Is this a puzzle game? This game contains significant puzzle solving elements. It's st- what about Professor Layton? Not, but it is not a pure Professor Layton's made by I would not five. define this as oh. a pure puzzle game. However, okay. puzzles are an, an integral part of playing this game. It can do more than puzzles, but you have to solve puzzles constantly to play this game. Hmm. I've got it. You got right, it? I don't got it. We're at 17. Do we have Professor! Left? We have three questions <laughs> left. Three questions left. Save a question to ask if we've yeah. said the name yet before. Yeah, we're so close. And like those latent t- 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 I'm very excited. I fulfilled my promise to Dan that we would go Rain over. Age? We've done it. Very happy. Wait, we talked about that. It's Japanese and it's too early. Okay. Yeah. But, but it's going to be something. I feel like you've given enough time. You guys will get it. Someone with head we don't hair. Have any more time. Oh, what about like no, no problem? Mama is not like that's Japanese. Also, so many think about so much, mm-hmm. so much audience tension. I love the thought. I, I li- this is much easier when you're sitting at home listening. There's probably yeah. some. I love to sit and listen to y'all right every now. week. Do this, <laughs> and they're you know you're just sitting like no, it's Demon Souls. You know, but but when you're here, it's entirely different. I'm just trying to think about like what I was playing on that DS. Yeah. I was just playing. And it's part of a series. Going to give you a last free one here, which is just that this is a game I loved. Yeah. On the DS. I don't have it. Are you guys going to surrender or take three shots? No, we can. Well, we're going to take the shots. Right. Um, we got we to have another question okay, here soon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Parker's just going to burst in here. And was there. Uh, okay. Well, how about. Um, should we ask the realistic graphics question or. What about help us the most yeah i think that would or genre would help us the most i think if we got the genre it would be better well, but it wasn't puzzle he said it, very significant puzzle elements but may yeah. not be categorized as a puzzle game but like yeah. we knew it was an adventure game or something um I, yeah. there was do you guys remember a game where you play as a kid and on an island and you're adventuring and that was a ds game Mm-hmm. There was Lost that Island, but that was whatever that it's was called. too early. The survival y game, right? Yeah. That was yeah. made by Konami. Yeah. Okay. The sequel, yeah. The Survival Kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that game's really uh, good. Does this game have a sequel that's come out since? Yes. Okay. Ooh, that's a good question, Sam. So, something that's like people liked it and it has a sequel. It's probably something crappy where like something like Picross 3D or something was made in America. Like, and yeah, the main character was a yeah. guy in a hat. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have it. All right. Have we? Can we ask the name? Two question? more questions. Two more. Have questions. we mentioned the name of this game yet? No. Duh. Okay. I don't know if that question's allowed normally, but Damon <laughs> said that one was allowed. Okay. No, you have not said the name of this game. That was usually our last ditch effort yeah. question because yeah. sometimes we've mentioned right. the game and then better name a game. Um, We're at the last ones. Twenty questions. I love this game. It's so much more fun knowing and having uh, like wielding this power. Yeah, I wouldn't know. What if it's like pack? Well, it's because you hate something? me. 
I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> we don't want to feed the myth. No. What companies could make games? Because we can guess based on that. Ubisoft has... Uh, EA, Activision are the two big American game developers. Yeah. EA, Activision, or Ubisoft. There was right? also, it doesn't have to be American, right? Because that's also the studio making like, uh, like Dementium the Ward and like those yeah. old games. Um, mm-hmm. right. Did EA ever make a game? Like like God. what was the other one? Like uh, Peggle or anything like that? Gotta have a guess, guys. Yeah. Like the Mutant Muds developers were obviously making DS popular DS games back then. I know the audience is waiting with tension, but right. we're about to go to commercial I... break here. No, no. Gotta have a guess. I give up. Somebody say something. Hotel Dusk. Is it Hotel Dusk? It's not Hotel Dusk, which is not okay. for the story. No! Published October 12th, 2010. Wait, is it Rub Rabbits? By Warner Brothers. Developed by Fifth Cell. Oh, Scribblenauts. Super Scribblenauts. Oh, my gosh. A game as fun and imaginative as you are, reviewed by IGN's Damon Hatfield, yeah, yeah. who gave it a nine. How do yeah. we not? We also want our game to be three award. Scribblenauts. Yep. He uh. also praised the game's refined control scheme and incorporation of adjectives, but criticized its low level of difficulty. This was Super Scribblenauts. The original submission was Scribblenauts, but I like Super Scribblenauts better, so <laughs> I went with that. That's evil. Yeah. Well, great. they're both on DS. You would have been, yeah. well, if you got yeah. one, you'd have gotten the other. So that's uh, all the time we have. And then some, ladies Still and gentlemen, defeated. very quickly, anything you want to plug? Nope. Nope. Visit I have an anti dragon podcast. It's called. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at ShinyKCD talking only about Monster Hunter all the time. Yeah. I'm kidding. I talk about other things too, but it's mostly. I feel like you Monster barely Hunter. talk about Monster Hunter on Twitter. Justin, on Twitter? what's something you're working on you're proud of? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. I have anything to plug. No, nothing you're proud of. Jan- Sam, what about you? Uh, I just wrote about the new Deadpool pinball machine that just got announced yesterday, and it looks like it's a cool pinball machine full of jokes. Very exciting. I'm happy about that. And uh, yeah, I'm the guest host here, and when I'm not here, I'm over at Kind of Funny hosting Games Daily and Gamescast, or I'm uh, hosting a little show called Red Dead Radio, uh, which you can find at reddeadradio.com. Oh, so you have things to plug. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to plug <laughs> those things. what's going on here now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I just like I like the plugs, but this is how I eat. Please send me money. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, Hot Blip and a Jump, which is a sweet little series about why video games are wonderful. Uh, anyway, finally, a shout out to Dante. Somebody asked us if they'd give a shout out to their kid, Dante. Hi, Dante. Hey, Dante. Shout out hey. to Dante Hello. there. <sighs> Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Casey. This is iGen Game Scoop, and we're out. Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Seven ribs are completely fused. And you have no idea where this came from? No, she was sent here anonymously. Uh Uh-uh, not she... They, maybe? Wait. I've never seen anything like this. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. My grandfather was a journalist back in the 60s and 70s. He specialized in strange stories. Who are they? How are they connected to the skeleton? Play the tape. You'll see. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. We dream about it. We both dream about it. How often?